What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question. So we're going to go through the question stem, point out the relevant clinical findings, take a look at the question and the answer choices, and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question. Then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question. Hey everybody, welcome back to DaVinci Cases. And uh, before we get into the case, I just want to make a, a really cool announcement. Last week on our other podcast, The Da Vinci Hour, our long-form interview podcast. I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, billionaire investor Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he's on Shark Tank. About his new endeavor, his new uh, company, uh, Cost Plus Drugs, the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs company, where he's working hard to provide the lowest cost possible for medications out there in the most transparent way possible. So I had a great interview with Mark. That's about 30 minutes. We'll put the links in the description below. So make sure you guys check out that episode and check out the podcast. A lot of great guests on there, a lot of great guests to come. The other thing I want to make an announcement about is that we are doing a free giveaway for all of our video courses on the DaVinci Academy website. What you have to do is either give us a five-star review on the podcast platform you follow. So it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast platform you follow us on. And just take a screenshot of it and email it to support at dviacademy.com. We'll provide that in the description below. The other option is if you follow on YouTube, you can uh, like a video and write a comment on the video. And again, just send us a, a picture or a screenshot of it and just attach it to the email. And the first five people to send us either a picture of a five-star review or a like and a comment on a YouTube video will get a free six-month uh, subscription to our website where you get access to all our video courses, practice questions, and more. Uh, so definitely uh, take advantage of that offer, and we look forward to hearing from you guys and appreciate all your support. All right, so now that the announcements are over, let's get into the case. So for this case, we've got a 63-year-old man, and he presents to his primary care physician's office after experiencing hematochesia. So this is blood in the stool. Um, so that's just what you want to think about is, is uh, you know, bleeding within the GI tract. It's usually, usually lower GI bleeding. Uh, when you think about hematochesia. So he's been having this for the past week. He has also unintentionally lost 35 pounds over the past two months. So whenever you see hematochesia, unintentional weight loss, you immediately want to think about cancer. And specifically with hematochesia, you'd be thinking about colon cancer. Three years ago, he underwent a colonoscopy, and that revealed an adenoma, which is a precancerous growth in the, in the colon, and, and it was found in the ascending colon. And it was too large to be removed during the procedure. Oftentimes, these are removed during, you know, the GI doctors can remove these during the colonoscopy, but sometimes they're too large or very complex, and so they can't be removed and you need to have surgery. So in this patient's case, surgical resection was recommended, but the patient was lost to follow-up. So what that means is that, you know, this patient was recommended for surgery and they never scheduled it or never showed up, uh, and they never came back to the hospital. In clinic today, which is three years since that colonoscopy, so that means that's, that adenoma hasn't received any type of a treatment or been removed or anything. The patient's vitals are temperature of 37 degrees Celsius, so he's afebrile, he has a heart rate of 87, and then he has a blood pressure of 124 over 83, and then a respiration rate of 16 and an O2 sat of 98%. So his vitals are all within normal limits, nothing really to talk about here. His labs are notable for a hemoglobin of 7 grams per deciliter, so that's definitely anemic. The normal range for a male is 14 to 17, so that's a pretty significant uh, decrease. 
He undergoes a colonoscopy and a biopsy of a large mass in the ascending colon, so where his adenoma was, that is revealed to be a colorectal carcinoma. So this patient unfortunately has developed colon cancer from his adenoma. So the question is asking, which of the following mutations did this patient's adenoma likely develop since his colonoscopy three years ago? So let's summarize the key findings. This is an older man. He had a colonoscopy from three years ago that revealed an adenoma that required surgical resection, but the patient was lost to follow-up, meaning he never had it surgically resected. He's now presenting three years later with hematochesia and unintentional weight loss that are very suspicious for malignancy. His vitals are within normal limits. His labs reveal an anemia. He has a colonoscopy at this time and a biopsy of a large mass in the ascending colon, which is where they found an adenoma previously. And then that biopsy reveals it to be colorectal carcinoma. So this question is essentially asking which of, which of these mutations is most likely for a malignant transformation of this patient's adenoma? Because as we'll talk about, we'll review the process of developing colon cancer. First, you develop an adenoma, and then the adenoma develops eventually into cancer. So it's getting at which is the, you know, essentially the gene that's responsible for that or most likely responsible from this, these available answer choices. The answer choices are KRAS, BCR, APC, P53 and CFTR. So the answer is P53, loss of a tumor suppressor gene. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break from the case right now to let you know that DaVinci Cases is brought to you by DaVinci Academy, which provides online video courses for the medical basic sciences. These courses are taught using a variety of teaching methods, including bullet point outlines, diagrams, radiology images, and chalk talks to explain the fundamental concepts. We then teach the application of those concepts to numerous clinical pearls that are frequently tested on medical school exams and the USMLE. Our video courses are available on our website, dviacademy.com, as monthly subscriptions starting at $9.99 per month. Each video course has a corresponding outline format textbook as well. You can find the link to our website in the description below. Also be sure to use the discount code DC20 to receive 20% off any of our video courses. Now back to the case. So let's take a minute and actually review just some basic facts about colorectal cancer that are important for your exams. And also when you, you know, see these patients clinically. Colorectal cancer is a carcinoma of the colorectal epithelium. So really anywhere along the colon or in the rectum. The majority of patients are older. They present older than 50 years of age. The risk factors are age. So this is, you know, even though we're actually seeing an increased incidence of colon cancer in younger patients, it's still you're more at risk the older you get. You're more at risk if you smoke, if you are obese, if you have heavy alcohol intake, definitely if you have a family history that you definitely uh, have a much higher risk of developing colon cancer. Inflammatory bowel disease like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, a low, fi low fiber diet or a high fat diet or both. So a lot of lifestyle factors uh, factor in here as well. Presentation, sometimes it's asymptomatic. Sometimes a patient just gets their colon cancer screen, and unfortunately, they just find the colon cancer in there. Other times, like in this patient, they present with hematochesia. You can see abdominal pain, weight loss, or even a bowel obstruction if the mass grows large enough and obstructs the lumen. So the locations, the most common locations, sometimes this can come up in exams. Number one is the descending colon. Then next after that is the sigmoid colon and the rectum. And then next after that is the ascending colon. And then the least likely location is the transverse colon. Tumors in the descending colon tend to ch change bowel habits and lead to obstruction. So remember the descending colon is on the left side, so sometimes people say that left side uh, cancers obstruct. 
ascending colon, which is typically on the right, those tumors tend to bleed. So you see patients with hematochesia, iron deficiency, anemia. That corresponds to our patient. You know, remember he had a mass found in the ascending colon. He presented with hematochesia and he was found to have anemia. Labs, iron deficiency anemia. So you have an older individual. They have incidentally found iron deficiency anemia. You really want to investigate that for colon cancer. When do they have the last colonoscopy screening? Are they due for a new one? Do they have a family history? Definitely any male that's over 50 years of age or any postmenopausal woman, if you see iron deficiency anemia, you definitely want to uh, be suspicious for colorectal cancer. We'll just mention it here. It's not used for diagnosis. The CEA tumor marker, it's for monitoring for recurrence. Diagnosis, like I've said, you've done colonoscopy. There's also these fecal DNA tests that can be also used for screening. Typically, if those are positive, though, then you send patients for colonoscopy to confirm it. Treatment, you're going to do surgery, radiation therapy, chemotherapy, and then there's these uh, newer immunotherapies that are out as well for patients with colon cancer. So kind of going over this pathogenesis of colon cancer, because this is definitely something that can show up on pathology exams, definitely can show up on the USMLE, something you can definitely get asked about, you know, on a rotation, you know, if you do general medicine, oncology, colorectal surgery rotation. You obviously have the normal colon epithelium, which you can see here in the diagram. And then you have a mutation in the APC gene. Remember, that was one of our answer choices. A epithelial cell in the colon acquires that mutation. Then it puts that, those cells at risk. They haven't developed cancer yet. They're just at risk for essentially developing an adenoma. Now, in addition to that, they develop more mutations, specifically a KRAS mutation. What a KRAS mutation leads to is unregulated intracellular signaling. And so that leads to adenoma formation. So you started out with the APC mutation, it put the epithelium at risk. Over time, again, they also develop a KRAS mutation. Then that's when you get adenoma formation. So you have an adenoma. So at, that patient's, at our patient's colonoscopy three years ago, they found this, an adenoma. Then it never was treated, so then over time it progressed to forming a tumor, which in that case, to develop from an adenoma to a carcinoma or a tumor, you have to have a mutation in tumor suppressor genes such as p53 or dcc and with those then you have further dysregulation of the cell cycle and the cell cycle essentially is responsible for you know cell division and cell growth and so if you have dysregulation of the cell cycle then you're going to have uncontrolled growth which is how you get cancer and so then you develop a carcinoma so again you have apc that puts you at risk then you develop kras that results in adenoma formation the adenoma then undergoes tumorigenesis as a result of a mutation in tumor suppressor gene, and then you form colorectal carcinoma. So coming back to the question here, again, the KRAS mutation, like we talked about, has unregulated intracellular signaling that results in adenoma formation from that already at-risk colorectal epithelium. So the BCR gene, that's involved in CML, or chronic myelogenous leukemia. So you have the translocation of chromosome 9, which has the ABL1 gene, with chromosome 22, which has the BCR gene, what happens is you end up having a truncated chromosome 22, also known as the Philadelphia chromosome, and it results in essentially placing that BCR gene next to the ABL1 gene. And that creates a fusion gene that results in a tyrosine kinase that is constitutively activated, which means it's always turned on in a sense. It's ne there's no regulating or negative inhibition of it. So then that's what leads to development of CML. APC, remember we talked about that's the mutation that's essentially the initiating event in making colon epithelium at risk for developing an adenoma. P53 was our answer, a mutation that results in impaired cell cycle regulation, resulting in tumor genesis, leading to colorectal carcinoma. 
CFTR, remember that's the gene that results in cystic fibrosis. So again, this is a patient that initially developed a adenoma of the ascending colon that was seen on a colonoscopy three years ago. It was too large to be to remove during that procedure. Scheduled for surgery, unfortunately lost a follow-up. He comes back three years later that now symptomatic for a tumor that is found in the ascending colon and that adenoma underwent a transformation due to most likely from these answer choices, a P53 mutation uh, resulting in tumorigenesis and colorectal carcinoma. Thanks again, guys. Don't forget to check out my interview with Mark Cuban on our other podcast, The Da Vinci Hour. See the links in the description and also take advantage of our offer of leaving a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice or, or liking and commenting on uh, one of the Da Vinci Cases videos on YouTube and sending us uh, a picture of it to support at dviacademy.com. Again, the first five people to do that will receive a free six-month uh, membership to our website. All right, guys. Thanks again. Appreciate it. All right, that's all I have for you this time. Be sure to check out all the Da Vinci Cases videos available on our YouTube channel and our website, dviacademy.com. The PDF notes for every Da Vinci Cases is also available on our website. Also be sure to check out our podcast, The Da Vinci Hour, where we interview attendings and residents across medicine to learn more about their experiences, their specialties, and to get their insights on navigating a career in medicine. You can find the DaVinci Hour podcast on our website or any platform where podcasts are found. Lastly, you can find all of our video courses and corresponding outline format books on our website. Don't forget to use the discount code DC20 for 20% off.